But if I were to say, my fellow citizens, that we shall send to the moon 240,000 miles away from the control station in Houston, a giant rocket more than 300 feet tall, the length of this football field, made of new metal alloys, some of which have not yet been invented, capable of standing heat and stresses, several times more than have ever been experienced, fitted together with a precision better than the finest watch, carrying all the equipment needed for propulsion, guidance, control, communications, food, and survival, on an untried mission to an unknown celestial body, and then return it safely to Earth, re-entering the atmosphere at speeds of over 25,000 miles per hour, causing heat about half that on the temperature of the sun, almost as hot as it is here today, and do all this, and do all this, and do it right, and do it first, before this dictator's out, then we must be bold. I'm the one who's doing all the work, so uh, we'll just voice and stay cool for a minute. Enter VR, and I'm Chris Miranda, your host. Uh, today I'm speaking with the legendary Steve Drash, the creator of Titans of Space, and he's been involved in so many other projects. You, honestly, Steve, I, it's hard to keep up because I've seen your name sort of uh, pop up in so many pro- projects like Windlands. Did you, you did some work on Windlands, right? Um, no, no, I didn't. You did not? Okay. Who but I may have complimented him on it at some point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, Tell me, what, what, what have you been up to? What's been going on these days? It, you did work on Apollo VR, right? Yeah, the Apollo 11 experience. Okay. That's that's still ongoing. Um, that's that's the whole deal. And I'm the, uh, the lead developer working with a, a few other uh, members of the community on that. And that's going really well. It's, it's, it's a fun project. And I think uh, it's a finalist for the Future of Storytelling Award. And that's going on right now. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Congratulations, honestly. I, um, I'm i really excited for that one. I tried it, and I fell in love with it, and I threw in a couple bucks uh, to the Kickstarter when it was going up. So uh, good luck, honestly. I'm really excited for that. Um, cool. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. So tell me more. Um, I actually, uh, an, an, another thing, I actually got to try the Google Cardboard version of Times of Space recently, and I got to say I'm really impressed with you being able to port over uh, times of space so seamlessly between platforms, uh, can, can you give me like um, a snippet as to what that process has been like? Um, sure, if I can, within just a couple minutes span here. Um, and mostly thanks to Unity, of course, um, but also you know all the different SDKs out there from the different headsets. Um, are generally interchangeable. I mean, there have been some kind of exceptions, and so now I have this whole, um, you know, custom wrapper layer, you know, with a bunch of uh, scripting defined so that, you know, I can kind of switch platforms and different things happen to, you know, tailor to the different platforms. Um, 
you know, the main issues have been that, you know, on cardboard, you don't know what kind of device people are going to be using. There's like 4,000 Android devices out there, and there's a mix of OLED screens and LCD screens. So it's really, <clears throat> really hard to get the art looking just the way you want it. Um, and so kind of it, it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, you kind of have to just send it out there and hope that most people have a good experience. But it's not the kind of tightly controlled, solid 60 frame per second, you know, uh, experience that you got to have on the Gear VR. So it, it's kind of a different animal, but... Uh, it has been very interesting to see just how many people out there have been downloading it um, uh, for cardboard. Uh, so it really says that there's um, there's a market out there. I mean, even though not that many people have been dropping money on like the add-on, it's it's still something to work with. And uh, you know, hopefully, many of those people will be convinced to you know upgrade to uh, you know, higher quality VR, you know, like Gear VR or uh, desktop VR. Yeah, can you give me more of, can you shine a light more on the download numbers? Which one has more download numbers, the Cardboard one or the Gear VR one? Uh, Cardboard actually has more downloads. Um, I think it's just about to hit 100,000, which is, you know, it's not bad for a free app. Uh, You know, obviously many free apps have many more. Uh, But, you know, for something, for, for, for someone like me who's just started out a hobbyist, and, you know, it's just kind of putting something out there. It's really kind of amazing. You know, it's like, wow, just can't believe it. And then for Gear VR, uh, I've shared this number a few times, but I've got about 35,000 downloads. So you know that there's at least that many Gear VRs out there, at least, you know, as of a couple of weeks ago. So uh, definitely, definitely uh, a growing market on both sides. So it should be very interesting to see how things go uh, at the end of the year and everything. It's really exciting. Did you think two years ago, I mean, I think we had a conversation more than a year, our first conversation more than a year and a half ago, um, mm-hmm. and did you think that you would have these sorts of numbers? Were you expecting these sorts of numbers by, by this time? Are you are you surprised, or, are you, or, or is this anticipated? How do you feel about this? Um, I'm completely taken by surprise. Um, you know, I really only expected a couple hundred people to, to, to try out, you know, my, my demo when I first released it, I think, over two years ago, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that the more people download it and comment on it and whatever, the more I'm encouraged to sort of take, the, take this whole thing seriously and, you know, try to be more professional about everything and make it more consumer-friendly and, and, you know, try to go the distance and make something out of it, you know. Yeah, that's and so what's what is what's what's the next thing coming up? What are you um, what sorts of features or what's 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 in the pipeline uh, for the future? Um, yeah, for for Titans of Space, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, right now I've just sort of like drawn a line in the sand, saying, okay, what's out there now is the free demo for what comes next, and what comes next is the full version, which uh, will be developed. Uh, Targeting, targeting desktop VR first just because I want to really pile on the eye candy, the effects, and everything. Uh, I've got, you know, a lot of things kind of in the works, you know, prototypes and half-built features and, you know, things like that. I've got my whole roadmap and everything, but I can't really share a whole lot of it right now just because it's too early. Um, you know, we're at a point where, you know, there's a little bit of competition out there, and I need to be careful about what I share. You know, no idea is original, but there's still something to be said about being there first with, you know, a well-executed idea. So 
I really want to keep that under wraps for now until I know for sure that those things are going to be a reality, and uh, I'm going to go from there. Yeah, what do you, um, how do you feel about your position currently? Do you feel good about it, or do you feel, um, do you feel that there, that there's sort of a race that you're in, 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 in a, a part of, or, you know, what's the feeling, the, the general sense that you're, uh, that you're getting? Um, Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I, I feel like I'm extremely lucky and grateful for the initial exposure from kind of getting something out there early. Uh, but at the same time, I do feel concerned that it could be easily overshadowed by all of the money being poured into really high production products and, um, you know, studios bigger than just, just myself. Uh, So, yeah, there is a concern. There is a kind of a race going on, uh, so to speak. Um, I need to get something out there that really kind of shows off, you know, what I want to put out there uh, before somebody else does it. You know, somebody else with the uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson narration or whatever, you know. Although uh, your narration, um, I think Mike, his, his Twitter handle, his name is Mike, um, is still pretty good. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, no, it's, uh, you, so what are you going to do? I mean, what, what do you do as an independent developer to stay competitive against bigger budgets? Um, you know, for growing sleep, mm -hmm. um, just kind of doing the best you can and really staying focused and agile, you know, just being yourself, you can kind of control every aspect of the whole project. Um, you can control exactly what what focus, you know, what goes in next and things like that. And, you know, it's not easy for me, especially because I've already, I've got a day job. I still need that in order to put food on the table and maintain health insurance, you know, in the U.S. and everything. Um, and now I've got a six-month-old son. So that is, I mean, he's just wonderful. I mean, I really did not expect, you know, having a kid to be so amazing and awesome. But, you know, it does eat into my spare time as I expected. So, uh, you know, every second counts when I'm back at the computer to try to get something meaningful done. And uh, are we kind of marching toward the goal, you know, of, of getting something out there that um, can replace my day job, basically? Is is the same thing that uh, made you start Titan to the Space, is, it, is, it, is that still motivated, is it still in there? Is, it that, is that still a part of you to, like, uh, two years down the line? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, I've still got my my notes, you know, pages and pages of notes of all these ideas I want to do. And, you know, some of them have nothing to do with Titans of Space and everything. Um, and I still want to do those things. But, yeah, it, it is kind of a situation where now I've gotten caught, I've gotten caught up in, you know, trying to, to monetize. And, you know, that's unfortunate. Uh, I still have that passion for VR and for Titans of Space and I love working on it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is kind of a, a, a new thing kind of mixed in, which is sort of like, you know, it's a job now. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm doing the best I can to sort of keep the passion alive and, you know, take a, a day off every now and then to work on, you know, other prototypes and, you know, things like that. Yeah. That didn't talk to me more about that. because that seems like an interesting Uh, sort of thing like it's it, it's a bad thing to all of a sudden monetize on your passion um, I mean is that a you know how wh why is it that it feels or why what what's the struggle here I, I and I can I can sort of relate to you 
in, in, in certain aspects. Uh, but you know, tell me more. What are you, what are you processing? Um. Yeah, it's just. Uh, you know, I uh, yeah, I don't know how to say it. I, I kind of want to save up for like a house. And I know that's a lot of money, but it's just like uh, the, the job that I've been working and and all that is uh, it's not going to get me to where I want to be in order to buy a, a nice enough house where I live in California, where it's already very expensive. And I need to stay in California because it's close to my family and I don't want to uproot everything. So, you know, it's kind of like, a little bit out of necessity, uh, not just, you know, greed, oh, my God, money, you know, it just because I have actual specific specific things I need to do. And um, I think that it's just kind of occurred to me over time that this is probably my best opportunity to sort of do that, you know. So just kind of just doing what I can to make that work, to make that happen. Yeah, that's I'm I'm rooting for you so much. <laughs> I, I thank, really thank hope you. that, uh, yeah, man. I really hope that you're like you see you sell in the millions, and uh, your app becomes as ubiquitous as Angry Birds. Because um, it's 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 you're here's the thing, like things like that, I value because you're teaching me something. I'm coming away, you know, seeing the universe, coming seeing the our solar system from a different perspective. Like you think you know the solar system, but you really don't until you try. Uh, something immersive like Titans of Space, and and so you like it, it's 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 I'm I'm really rooting for you. I really hope that people um, see the value in, in what you're doing, and I think and I think I honestly I, I'm not even I, I'm not I shouldn't even hope. I I know that it's gonna be fucking awesome. So so stay hang in there, man. You're gonna have your whole your own Neverland Ranch. Not that you want a Neverland Ranch. <laughs> but, but that 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 amount of money, um, hopefully. Uh, okay. So, well, thank you. Yeah, man. So, what other? So, tell me more about the Apollo Eleven experience that you've uh, been working on, because um, that one was pretty sweet. And yeah. There seems to be a theme with you, Steve. There seems something about <laughs> you in space. <laughs> I don't know. It just happens that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Apollo Eleven. Um, yeah, that's been that's been really great. Uh, just working with Dave Welland. Waylon, I think I'm not even sure how to pronounce his last name. Uh, I finally met him at Oculus Connect. Uh, what a cool guy! And uh, uh, so basically, you know, after the Kickstarter, which was quite successful, we, uh, you know, continued to do some work, uh, kind of off and on, and kind of getting things going, and uh, you know, building the team and things like that. Uh, and now we're just kind of in the thick of it. Uh, we've got the whole thing planned planned out and we're kind of filling in all the gaps and you know working on each of the different scenes and things like that and recently we released a you know kind of a standalone scene for the, the moon arrival uh, to the kickstarter backers and uh, you know just to kind of say hey you know we're still working on it here's something uh, that hopefully you'll enjoy maybe give us some feedback and things like that uh, yeah the we we've also had some issues like with the uh, you know, Unity and Oculus SDK and all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's been very, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is, is that um, lots of turmoil in terms of getting things to kind of sync up. You know, uh, there's lots of changes on both fronts. And uh, to stay on top of that is, uh, it's really time consuming because you have to do a lot of testing. And I have, I've got like 11 different versions of Unity installed right now and kind of going back and forth for different projects. And 
for different reasons. Um, but bottom line is, you know, Apollo 11 is still on Unity 4, and the last uh, moon arrival demo that we released had kind of high latency and stuff. And, and since then, you know, that's been fixed, and, you know, uh, we'll be moving to Unity 5 shortly and, uh, you know, putting together the rest of the experience. And, you know, we've got a great composer. I mean, he he's really, you know... The, the music that's being used in Apollo 11 is, uh, you know, not a small uh, part of why it's uh, why it's a good experience. So, uh, you know, you've got that. You've got Dave Whelan, you know, as the director. He's kind of mixing the audio, kind of telling me what to do, but then kind of leaving me some room to do a little bit of uh, creative expression and kind of going back and forth, saying, okay, so how do you, what do you think of this? And, you know, he gives me all the feedback and I go back and... You know, just back and forth. Um, you know, he's on the other side of the world from me, but uh, we're kind of doing pretty good uh, as a team. So that's awesome. I'm so excited for it. When do you? Uh, when will we hear more news, or when will we get like, uh, you know, f- more to the point? When when will the Apollo 11 experience be fully complete um, for everyone to experience? We are targeting release of Q1 2016. Oh, nice. I cannot talk about it any more than that. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so, going back to Times of Space, I'm going to go back and forth between, uh, unless there's another secret project that you're willing to talk about, uh, Steve. Um, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I've, I've got other stuff I'm working on, uh, yeah. like VR Girls, uh, and I've got the app out on the Oculus Store for the Gear VR called Mars is a Real Place. Uh, but you know, those are uh, those are not uh, as huge of a demand on my time at the moment. Tell me, well, let's explore them for or let's explore them for just a little bit. You know, one is called VR Girls, mm-hmm. and what is that one about? I, I actually, this is the first time I hear about it, so I'm really excited to. Oh yeah, uh, well, it's, it's an up and coming, uh, you know, adult entertainment platform for VR. Um, uh, it's not mine, technically. I'm just the programmer, and I'm helping out, you know, the guy uh, working on it. Uh, we, we've got a demo out there, you know, several months ago, and uh, we, uh, we're working on the update to uh, make it work with Runtime 07 and, you know, a host of other improvements and features and things like that. But, uh, no, I'm really just the programmer, but uh, it, it, it's really uh, a great project. Uh, I enjoy working on that as well. That sounds really exciting. What is this? What is what is VR Girls doing that everybody else isn't? Uh, what's setting you guys? Uh, well, it's it's not 360 video. That's one thing. Uh, it's actually a, a VR experience is rendered in real time, and uh, it's using uh, some extremely high, highly detailed photogrammetry uh, for the the models and various positions. And uh, you know, you can do various things with them, and that's about it. That sounds awesome. What, so you're using photogrammetry. What is the um, what is the cost of production compare in terms of you know so using 360 uh, an adult 360 production versus um, your your method? What's uh, which? How does it? How do they stack up cost wise? Um, well, it, it's probably really not my place to say, but I think that the upfront cost is is really high to do the way we're doing because you need to have the whole photogrammetry studio. To, to get all those cameras flashing at the same time with all the different lighting and, uh, and all that stuff. So, 
it's it's not really something I know a whole lot about. That's that's not my part of the project, but yeah, it's it's definitely something that requires a big upfront cost compared to just setting up your your singular you know camera rig and recording whatever's happening. Yeah, and in terms of time, which one is uh, more time consuming? Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, that that's probably not really something I could answer. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I mean, I'm curious to see. Uh, okay, so so photogrammetry. I've seen some samples, and uh, from all from all, all all these different sources. Like I think um, Infinite Realities is do, did some stuff uh, with with photogrammetry, and holy shit, does it look amazing! It looks amazing. It looks uncanny. It's and and if you put a good enough resolution HMD, people are gonna freak the fuck out. So. My guess is that you guys are going to make me and my penis freak out when uh, when when I try your experience. <laughs> is that is that what what you're aiming for here? Yes, that is the plan. Yes. I, I okay, my body is ready, more than ready for that. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what is the other project? So, besides VR girls, there was one more. Um, yeah, it, it's something called Mars is a real place. Uh, it, it started off as a small little uh, project I was working on uh, at the beginning of the year, just to see. Um, just to see for myself what all these stereoscopic uh, images look like of the Mars surface, at the surface of Mars. Um, you know, both shots from orbit and also the panoramic shots from, you know, one of the, the rovers on the surface. And, you know, there are some really good ones out there, but, you know, they're all kind of coded to be viewed with the red-blue glasses and stuff like that. So, obviously, viewing something like that in VR is way better. So, I set that up for myself and... I eventually turned it into sort of like a, an experience. You know, you kind of kind of go through like a sequence of like 50 plus images uh, set to music, uh, just kind of with supported with supporting information. If you want to kind of uh, dive a little deeper into what you're looking at in each of the images, and there's a map to your right, so you can kind of see you know where each of these uh, interesting geological landforms are on the actual Mars surface, and there's a glossary on your left. Uh, it ended up just being another educational experience, um, space-related and all that stuff. So that's that's out there for, uh, you know, the Rift and uh, Gear VR and Cardboard. So uh, that's kind of like my first first ex- uh, first experiment with um, uh, a paid app, because it's, it's, it's a paid app, which is probably why you haven't heard about it. Oh, and uh, how are things with the, uh, with the experiment? Um going going pretty well so far i mean considering that i haven't really marketed it i haven't really said hey everybody there's this app and go get it you know i haven't said that uh, just because you know otoy has come out with these really great 3d uh you know renders of you know all kinds of different scenery and, and those are really cool to look at and you know it's it's Mars is a real place. It's only going to be interesting to you if you like Mars and you like that kind of topic or geology and things like that. So I didn't want to market it too heavily because it's really kind of a niche niche kind of a program. But in general, the experiment is going well. Uh, I can tell you that Gear VR sells way more than cardboard because uh, I think that the people are, you know, invested a little bit more up front in the Gear VR, you know, that the phone, that the, the good phone, and then the, the two hundred dollar headset, they're probably more willing to spend a little bit more for for good experiences in the end. Whereas cardboard, you know, it's, called, it's all currently all mixed in with all the the free race to the bottom apps on the the Google Play Store. So uh, 
it's 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 a tall order to ask for uh, upfront purchases, you know, in that kind of an environment. But uh, this might seem like a silly question. So, what are you um, in 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 in? I mean, at this point, which what do you value more out of a marketplace? Do you value having the hundred thousand plus downloads from the cardboard platform, or would you rather have um, the monetary uh, mm-hmm. yeah, compensation? I, this might be. I think this is a stupid question, but what do you think? Uh, not a stupid question at all, and uh, I think the answer is that they're both valuable. Uh, one is good for getting getting the word out and for you know, making yourself known especially for those that are really tentative about stepping into the world of VR. So they've just got the cheap cardboard and then just not looking for, you know, the best apps out there for that platform. And then, you know, if they're enticed by that, maybe they'll move on to, uh, you know, the bigger and the better platforms. So I'm not saying that cardboard won't evolve into something that's really great. Uh, but currently as it stands, you know, that's kind of where it's at. Mm-hmm. What do you um? What what sorts of things do you plan to um, have a, as differentiators between the cardboard experience and the ultimate Unity Five experience that you're that you're uh, building, creating for desktop? Um, for desktop. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. If you're talking about Titan Space, yeah. Like I yeah. said, I, I can't go into that yet. I'm oh, not okay, re- okay. Not ready to reveal that. Yeah. I, I tried, <laughs> yeah. um, but 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 there will definitely be some changes to the desktop version of Times and Space that will be amazing, and that you know you couldn't get obviously from the cardboard version. That's that's that we know for sure. Yes, uh, to some extent, because I'm going to be doing what I can to bring some of those features over to the mobile edition, you know, for Gear VR and cardboard. Uh, but the, the the focus right now is for the desktop piece, uh, the desktop VR. Yeah. Be um, uh, where, where which where do you think of all your projects? Which one do you think will, it will have the most monetary, comp, you know, uh, reward? And which one are you drawing more meaning from? Um, I think short term, probably Apollo Eleven will be the best uh, in terms of monetary reward. Um. Just because it seems to have a really broad appeal, and uh, there's going to be, you know, a lot of work going into it to give it some high production value, and uh, I think the end result uh, will probably be pretty great. Um, I derived the most meaning from Titans to Space, obviously, because it was my first, you know, app that I kind of put out there that uh, you know got some nice reviews and things like that. So I, it really gives me pleasure to continue working on that and making it better. Um, and so the other thing that I wanted to ask you is uh, you, what have you learned so far about VR? I mean, hindsight is twenty twenty. We know, we know that, but you know, now, um, looking back, like, what do you, what, what do you know now that you wish you had known <laughs> starting out uh, when you're first starting out in, in VR? Huh. That's a good question. I don't think I'm prepared to answer that one. Um, what do I wish I knew back then? Yeah, um, I wish I knew how big it was going to be. You know. Hmm. Tell Tell me more. Why, why do you Why do you wish that? Why do you wish you knew you did? Were you 
I mean, you were probably very, you know, skeptical, healthily skeptical, but I mean, mm -hmm. do you think that you held back? Is that, what, is that why you say that? Well, you know, I mean, uh, I would have dropped some shares, you know, I picked up some uh, Facebook shares. I would have, you know, uh, I would have planned more for making some room to, I would have, I would have learned a lot more ahead of time to kind of like get a jump start on, you know, making all this stuff. And, um, I, I, you know, maybe I would have had the time and the, the, the confidence to sort of, you know, quit my job and create a studio and, uh, you know, have a bunch of people working for me so that I can get all the stuff done that I want to get done. Uh, as it is though, you know, kind of, uh, too late to do that, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Why do you say it's too late to do that? Well, uh, because, uh, because they've got a kid now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I've got way too many, you know, other obligations to kind of, you know, to kind of take into account. And, uh, so there's no room for, for anything, uh, overly crazy right now, other than just sacrificing sleep and, uh, just doing the best I can with all the different projects I've got my hands in. There are advantages to the path of the ninja that you are carving, sir, right? I mean, you are being the master of your own universe at the same time through times of space. You're, you know, you don't have employees, uh, you know, dating each other and you have to deal with that drama. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do you, um, do you mm -hmm. see that there are, you know, silver linings to your current, uh, your current trajectory or, or, or what do you think? Well, you know, like I said, I have pages and pages of ideas that I really wanted to do. Um, so it's not just that I wanted extra help with Titans of Space. It's that I wanted to sort of direct all these other ideas to come into being, you know. Uh, mm. That's all. Mars is hot, and it's only going to get harder, I think. So I think uh, I, you're putting your eggs in a lot of really smart baskets, if that's a good analogy at all, um, you know, with VR girls, with uh, you know, the Mars experience, with Titans of Space and Apollo 11, uh, space is something that I think will be an intricate or intimate um, conversation for us in the 21st century. And I don't know how long it'll take, but you'll you'll be there. <laughs> you'll be one of the first uh, and to scoop up that interest and market. I mean. Um, have you been paying attention to the um, just the, the the announcements uh, from Mars and the movie The Martian? Um, I've been ignoring that just because I haven't seen the movie yet, and I have a feeling that if I read any of that, I'm going to get some spoilers. So okay, okay. I mean, yeah. but you also seen uh, announcements from NASA and, and stuff uh, that we've confirmed water on Mars, right? So yes, yes, and uh, that. Just a couple hours after I found out, I, I transmitted an update to, uh, to Titans of Space to everybody that's using it, uh, where it actually says there's liquid water confirmed on Mars now. That's awesome. <laughs> have you? Th have you? Um, is there a way for Titans of Space to be a more collaborative effort with NASA in terms of sharing uh, information from them, or or having information be uh, live fed somehow to? Uh, to every planet I visit, so en Enceladus is, you know, when we find life in Enceladus is moon, or mm. Enceladus is ocean, uh, Enceladus is the moon of Jupiter, I think, uh, then, then, then you know, it'll just live update to times of space. I don't know, I, I mean, have you, have you talked to NASA more deeply about collaborating? 
Um, no, I haven't talked directly to them, but uh, I'm sure that there are some sort of public APIs out there where you can kind of pull, you know, kind of up-to-date news and things like that and present them appropriately. Uh, I've been kind of taking a more curated approach. So, because I didn't want to overwhelm, you know, the, the user and uh, just kind of give them little, you know, condensed tidbits and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is there any, uh, I, has, has there, has that ever crossed your mind to make Titans of Space, a, um, a social multiplayer experience somehow? Um, yeah, I did think about that. Um, uh, I thought about having, you know, like a, like a two seater type thing where you're, you're kind of sharing, you've got the same cockpit right in front of you, but you're kind of sitting next to somebody and that would, that would play pretty well with the whole, uh, push for social that, uh, Oculus has been talking about. Uh, and I've also thought about, oh, you can see somebody else and they're at their, at their other planet over there and things like that. But it doesn't really fit well with the, the kind of linear nature of the, the experience as it is, just because you've got planets coming in and going. Uh, it, it's sort of a sort of something that gets played back. And uh, I, I didn't really see the value of adding multiplayer to that. Hmm. What's, uh, is there, has there been a feature or a piece of feedback that you've been hearing the most from the community and you're like, all right, guys, just give me some more time. I'm working on it. <laughs> is there anything out there that you want to just shout out and, and say to people, hey, I'm working on it? Or or, or is everything uh, looks quiet on the Western Front for you? What? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I will say that, yes, there have been recurring requests and all of those things are going to be going into the full version, for sure. Okay. I, I like how you all those things without specifying. You are a slick man, Steve. You are a very slick man. Not not letting a little bit of information slip. I like your style. Uh, <laughs> um, so, cool. What are you doing for fun? What are you doing to, like, relax? You're, you're, I feel like life is passing by at 1,000 miles an hour. So what do you do to relax and just uh sit back and and, and let it you know let it marinate <laughs> um maybe a few minutes of reddit per day and um the, the main thing that releases my stress is just uh laying down next to my son and kind of playing with him and stuff that just does it pretty quickly that's awesome I, yeah. it's it seems like you really are enjoying uh, fatherhood and i congratulate you for that man that's awesome Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So, uh, bringing, I'm going to start accelerating things towards the rabbit hole. Meaning, uh, I'm going to start asking you some weird questions. Let's talk about okay. space travel, um, because as as a form of, um, you know, I, I wonder what, what your thoughts on at Oculus Connect. I, I spoke to um, this gentleman named Fred, and Fred works at JPL uh, at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and he told me that he was one of the people that had set coordinates for the Curiosity rover to land on Mars. And I was blown away by this dude's uh, intelligence. And we started having this debate about um, what it's going to take to get humans to Mars. And I wonder if you've run through that thought experiment yourself. You know, what do you think it's going to take to get a human to Mars? Um, if, if, if at all, that's your interest. Um, well, I do know that, you know, there have been plans laid out to make that happen by the mid-2030s, I think. Um, although I don't know if that's just to 
land on one of Mars' small little moons or to actually land on the surface, that seems like a big that seems like a big challenge. It's very different than just landing on the moon because the moon has very low gravity and and, and all that. So um, um, I think that uh, maybe they should take along some VR for the trip because it's going to be kind of a long trip, right? I think they, with the best proportion they've got, it's down to like what six months or something to get there. So. Um, what would be a good game? What's a good interaction sort of design paradigm that could work in, uh, you know, there's a vacuum, gravity vacuums of space? Because um, now, you know, what do, mm. do you need positional tracking still? And what do you, and what sort of and now what sort of games do you design? Um, the v, VR, I don't know. Uh, your whale, I don't. I have no idea. What kind of games would uh, uh, would they be playing in space? That's a really good question. That whole lack of gravity is really going to screw things up. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking, you know, looking at, uh, you know, 360 sceneries of, uh, you know, green greenery, like forests and things like that. And I think that's the thing that people miss the most when they're up there in uh, uh, the space station for a long time. Yeah. But, that uh, and uh, pair it up with some treadmill and give them uh, a hiking uh, ability to hike through these, you know, 360 environments or trails. Right, right. Because, yeah, that's another problem, the whole muscle atrophy that mm-hmm. question. You know, do you, th- do you, um, do you see yourself at, at all going to space in your lifetime? Do you, do you want to be a space tourist? Is that something that you've thought about? Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, you know, whenever it became viable, I, did, I definitely wanted to be uh, one of the ones that go to Mars and kind of eke it out as a colonist and things like that. Uh, but, you know, things have changed. I've got a family now. And um, I'm kind of thinking, well, VR can probably satisfy that curiosity. I mean, not, not in the sense of actually being there, but in the sort of sense of uh, exploration, you know. Uh, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, actually. Yeah. <laughs> How would you feel if someone you knew, someone close to you, decided to uh, go to Mars and be a colonist? I would be excited. I would be really happy for them. Um, but, you know, hope, hoping, of course, that we could still have regular contact, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, that's important. I think, um, I, I, yeah, I think that's the last thing you want to lose if you're going out there, some human contact, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where your sanity lies, um, uh, funny enough. So, okay, Steve, I am running out of questions here. Do you have any final thoughts, any comments uh, to bring things down to a close? Um, <clears throat> probably not much. Um, okay. It did cross my mind a couple of minutes ago that uh, being a father is a little bit like VR. You don't really know how to tell people what it is until you experience it for yourself. Yeah. No, and I, um, as happy as I am for you, uh, my dog does not compare the feeling that you must be having. I, yeah, that's insane. Like my my brother also has a, it just had children, and yeah, I don't, I, I I'm not gonna pretend to understand it. So, but but have fun, um, and uh, enjoy it, because um, we need humans so that we can fight the robot war that's coming in 15 years. Yeah, that's right. And you know, we've been kind of. This we are the culmination of billions of years of you know chance and happenstance. So it's 
you know, it's kind of our duty to keep it going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, are there, it, it's our duty to keep it going. Um, but is there a but in this or do we just keep <laughs> going and figure out, okay, uh, the overpopulation question, do we figure out, do we let technology solve that? What do you, what do you think? I, yeah, I think that uh, technology and VR will play a huge part in um, handling the overpopulation problem. Hmm. So, I mean, we definitely can't have that. That's that's not good. Running out of resources and just having a terrible, shitty life, just competing for it all the time. That's not good. Yeah. What do you think? What's your idealized version? What would your idealized version of the future look like? Um, you know, the, the the place you'd like... You know, you would wish you, you, you that you want your um, your family to grow up in. Hmm. Um. Yeah, hard to say. I mean, I, I want to be able to jump into virtual worlds with my son and, and have something that we can explore. Because right now, the planet Earth is pretty much explored. So that whole sense of uh, that human need to kind of explore and see what's around the corner is, is kind of missing at the moment. So I'm hoping we get that back, and I'm hoping that's something that I can share, you know, with my family at some point. You know, VR is good enough that we can all kind of just jump in and have fun and uh, build some great memories from that. Uh, but more, more importantly, I... Steve, I lost you for a second. That is not cool. Um, that was not cool. Sorry, everybody. I am probably going to edit this out. Um, but uh, while I get Steve back on the show, please hang in there. Skype just fucked me. Uh, and I apologize for that. But, um, we're going to get things rolling. And I hope you're having a great day because I sure am. Um, this is just part of the creation process. You know, you're just listening me, listening to me struggle as I try to type in my password into the Skype login window and it's not letting me in. But it's okay. It's okay. It's uncomfortable for me, but I hope it's okay for you. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about uh, artificial intelligence and you probably already knew that. Um, and I'm definitely going to edit this out because this is, this is lame. This is lame. Skype, you have let me down. Microsoft, what are you doing? Why are you charging people $3,000 for your death kit of the HoloLens? It seems kind of ridiculous. I sure as fuck won't be able to afford it. Who's going to develop your shit? Come on, get it together. Give it out for free. Let me test it out already. Um, let the people test it out already because we want to know how good it is um, or, if it, or if it's just hype or how long before it's not hype anymore. God damn it, Skype. Let me in. Hello, hello. Hello. Everything okay? Hello. So okay. sorry about that, Steve. My computer decided to whack out right in the middle of our uh, conversation asking you about what you hope for the Huber what you hope for the future of humanity to become uh, can you um so we're back now can you please fill me in on uh, on what on what you, what your vision looks like yeah um you know right now uh the earth is uh widely explored and uh, everything's known everything's known online you can look everything up pretty easily and stuff and it's great to have all the information at our fingertips and uh it certainly advances us 
but um you know it's now we're missing that sort of sense of exploration to see what's around the corner and for that we have to turn to virtual worlds or other planets and things like that so i'm hoping that in the future it's very easy for you know my family and i to just jump into virtual uh worlds and kind of explore them together because i think that will result in some pretty great memories um but more importantly than that um you know i do have some concerns about you know how the planet is going in terms of uh, climate change and overpopulation and uh you know financial stability and things like that so um you know all of that stuff is, is likely to come to a head within this century and so i i do kind of worry for you know my my kid because of that so i'm it's not that what i it's not that i hope the future to be a certain thing i just hope that it's not a certain thing which is you know upheaval and you know terribleness from all of that so that's kind of where i'm at right there yeah um let's not it's uh, yeah you, you i don't know if you've seen the movie mad max let's not be that <laughs> <laughs> yes Yes, that, that's, that's right. A, I mean, I think that's a good template of what not to be. Um, yeah, I like I like movies, or I like the perspective of some movies um, showing you what what what's the worst case scenario for something. And so you look at things like The Matrix, and I'm like, okay, that's a great thing of what not to become. <laughs> um, absolutely, absolutely. It's just, so it's, it's so it's funny that you, you you put it that way, but in that same. In, in sort of backtracking a little bit more to something that you said earlier, um, you know, providing people with that sense of explore, exploration, I think, is really valuable because in my day-to-day life, I spend the majority of my time inside of an urban jungle, and this is all I know, this is all I breathe, this is this is me. Uh, mm-hmm. But the human, I don't know what it is about the human species, but we crave nature and we crave exploration and we crave the thrill of discovery and i think that um you know, with vr and what you're and things in, in the things that you're building you're you're allowing a mind expansion through experience um because honestly that's sort of what what what, what what's humanity sort of needs um it's just a new dosage a new vehicle for mind expansion and, and like, you know and, and what better way than experiencing multiple worlds and you know at the at the at the whim of your fingertip um and so you know is, is that something that you think could backfire could people experience too much though uh, i mean what, what do you think on that end um yeah that is a concern um i think that we will sort of naturally impose limits on ourselves but for example if we choose to join some virtual world we'll be abiding by that world's rules and necessarily in order to have that sort of sense of enticement we're not going to be able to get everything for free all at once so i think that'll work itself out uh, naturally yeah what um what sorts of systems do you see we will develop um in the future to keep people involved uh in generating um value for people is what i'm saying is um it are, is our current model of work of what it means to work is mm-hmm. it is going to stay the same way um, going forward or or what do you think it's going to mean to work um 20 years 50, you know 25 years from now yeah I, I see where you're going with that and i, I totally agree uh, work is kind of going away bit by bit we're doing weirder and weirder jobs just because we need to do something um 
you know, and the grocery stores are now manned by robots, effectively. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, work will simply entail generating value for, for others to consume. And mm-hmm. um, hopefully all of that's going to be fun and um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's where, another, that's another place where I see VR coming in to, um, to ac- accelerate that growth of, of, of these new types of jobs or this new type of work wherein um, through the virtual interface it, be- it can become uh, gamified. Um, I-, I wonder if, if you think that's at all possible for, for people to go to work and not feel like they're working because the whole thing has been turned into a game. Is that would that yeah. be possible? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Like um, <laughs> setting up a PowerPoint or a spreadsheet becomes a first-person shooter somehow in VR. <laughs> I don't know how, but if you nail that, you sly son of a bitch that's out there, you're gonna be a billionaire. Because um, yeah, people don't. People, I don't know. Do people want to play instead of work? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I think people just want to do something. You know, rewarding. Mm. Um, so sometimes work is rewarding, and that's why there are workaholics and people that just love to do it. Um, but you know, for everybody else, you know, they do what they find rewarding, which uh, could be anything. It could be all their hobbies or games or whatever. Speaking of workaholics, tell me more, uh, or talk, can you talk about? Can you shine a light in terms of like the type of person who started getting involved in the VR space? You know, with you two years ago, like, what does that kind of person look like? Yes. Okay. So when I first got involved, I was a gamer and just kind of uh, just dabbling in Unity and things like that. Now, yeah, totally different. I haven't touched games for quite a while, except just very brief moments to check out someone else's work, that type of thing. Um, you know, or to play Quake on the Gear VR, you know, I mean, you have to do that. That's pretty awesome. Uh, but, uh, yeah, now it's just there's no real room for, for enjoyment because I think, okay, you know what, I could be doing something very productive right now. So, you know, I'll save that for later. You know, once I've gotten my ducks in a row and, uh, you know, things are rolling along, then you know, I can take a step back and, and enjoy it. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I have this uh, random question that I'm going to throw at you from left field. Venture capitalists approach me once in a while, and they ask me, Chris, what do you think, can you name three companies that are going to make money, uh, substantial amounts of money in the next three years? And I hate that fucking question, because, honestly, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why are you asking me? <laughs> um, but, 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 if I, but if I were to put you in that position, Steve, what would you say? <laughs> Jeez, um, companies that are gonna make a lot of money. How about Oculus, <laughs> Sony, and Google? Yes, yes. That's so. That's the easy ones. But companies that are indie, not well known, that you know, um, and yeah, that mm-hmm. you think will make money in the next three years. Okay. <laughs> uh, Fruxius, who's the guy behind the sideline. Yep. So. Uh, he's out there in the thick of it. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, of him monetizing everything, and I wish him the best of luck. He's a smart guy, really nice guy. Uh, 
Money. Uh, let's see who's going to do well in the indie space. Uh, well, now I'm drawing a blank. Well, Fruit Shields can count for three because he's that fucking smart. Um, okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I really, I think a lot of these companies are going to do great just because the market's just beginning and. You know, each of these things start small and they kind of grow and, and fill up their little area of the market and things like that. So, yeah, in terms of uh, market share or in terms of you know just the sheer profit, what, what do you think is going to be more profitable, 360 video or uh, you know in-engine experiences, not game experiences, but just mm. um. Yeah, I, I think the, the whole thing about the, the, the two-dimensional two, uh, 360 images is only going to last so long. It's just going to be the hook to kind of get people into it, but it's really not going to be enough. So, yeah, in-engine rendering is going to be the final thing, you know? Yeah. I, I, think, I, think, um, I think you're right. I think the novelty of having 360... Why is Skype fucking up? Why are you clo- why 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 why? Skype, you motherfucker! You just—I I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. This is this is unethical. What you're doing to me right now, Skype? I can't believe this shit. Um, Bill, you need to get your shit your ducks in a row because Skype is acting up and. Uh, I'm trying to record a podcast, and I'm just joking. I'm not that important. Who gives a shit? But this is annoying as fuck. Oh, come on. Skype, you fuck. Ah. Why, 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 why won't you let me in? Hello, hello. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Okay, I'm doing well. All right. So, um, so Skype is, is has decided, and and by Skype I mean the simulation we're trapped in, <laughs> trying to keep us from having this conversation somehow. But I'm going to, and we're going to push through and get this shit over with because the people need to hear you, Steve. They need to know what you're up to, and they need to. Know that Titans of Space is going to be amazing, and Apollo VR, Apollo 11 and VR is going to be amazing, and VR Girls is going to blow their fucking dicks off. I can't wait, honestly, for all the things that you're working on. Um, but we should finish our conversation. What were we talking about? We were talking about the future of work. We were talking about um, interfaces in zero gravity, um, and I sort of lost, sort of lost track. <laughs> Do you remember sort of what we we last left up, left left up, uh, left off at? Well, you see, Chris, I was hoping you would remember. <laughs> well, 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 isn't that unfortunate? Um, but, but you know what? It's been an honor and pleasure to talk to you so far. Um, and I got some work to do stitching this conversation together. It's going to be a good one. Um, I can't wait to uh, publish it. But, but Steve, you are and always will be and uh, have been a perpetual scholar and gentleman of virtual reality. How can people stay in touch and follow what you're doing and... You know, um, how can support the awesome things that you're up to? Um, yeah, uh, to, if you want to just keep up with updates, I usually post them to Twitter at, uh, at Drash underscore VR. Um, 
or, you know, draftvr.com and just uh, message me through there or something, anything like that is fine. Um, that's uh, pretty much it. Um, cool. Last, yeah. last two questions because I know that um, I, I, mm. I feel like we might, I have to get these out of my chest. Is there anything that can stop VR at this point? Oh, um, yeah, two years ago when we had this conversation, it was kind of a, you know, well, you know, at least I have one here on my, my desk, you know. But, yeah, no, nothing can stop it now. It's, it's good. Um, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That is, a, that is a crazy, I mean, that's, that is bold. That is, that is, that, that's good to hear, but that's bold. Tell me more about that statement. Well, um, the thing is, is that now you've got multiple players competing and um, that necessarily going to result in people looking at it as a dichotomy. Which one should I get? Not whether should I get one. So um, that's great. That's great news. And uh, so, you know, I, I suppose it's possible that something could really hurt VR. Uh, for example, if uh, HTC were to go south and not be able to get all the vibes out in time, um, that could be a problem. Um, um you know, or if, you know, Google makes the wrong moves and uh, kind of locks people in to, you know, this subpar uh, experience with cardboard instead of, you know, improving it and taking it to where it needs to be. Um, but I have all the confidence that all these players are going to be doing great work. And, uh, you know, I can see it taking off all over the world. In, in China, you've got, like, teachers, you know, emailing me saying, hey, can I... And I sure type the space in a classroom here. And, uh, you know, I've got uh, people emailing me with their the results of their research study, you know, saying they used to type the space and a few others to kind of like, you know, get some thoughts from teachers on, you know, where they think their things are going and whether they would use it in the classroom. And we are just so close with all this stuff. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And we're, we're, we're finally there. It's uh, it's so it's it certainly is. I don't know if anybody's told you, but we I, um, I helped uh, uh, with a group take uh, that we, that took virtual reality to Burning Man, the um, the, the that you know that giant mm-hmm. festival thing, um, and people love the shit out of times of space. So uh, that's mm-hmm. another thing that um, mm-hmm. you know it's, it's validating. Uh, you know it's 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 awesome that it's. It's just, it's awesome that you've exploded, and there's, and I, and I feel like um, I have barely seen the tip of the soap supernova that uh, we're about to witness. Uh, that you're going to become, pun intended, obviously. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, man, um, have a great rest of your night, and uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.